The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 115, recorded September 30th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Michael Diaz. Hey, Michael. We're a little late recording this week because, you know, I work and just got off the plane not a couple hours ago to come back home. So I'm a little bit behind. How are you? Where were you? The birthplace of rock and roll, my friend. The birthplace of rock and roll? Yeah. Chuck Berry's house? Nope. Bo Diddley's? Nope. I do not know. It was in Memphis, Tennessee by Sun Studios. That's the birthplace of rock and roll? Yeah. Is it? It is. It's where they recorded stuff. Yeah. They record a lot of country. Yeah. And rock and roll. You may have heard oh. a little... Oh, maybe this guy named Little Richard, maybe? You might know who that is? Or maybe... Little Richard is definitely rock and roll. You mean this thing. gentleman from Tupelo that came over there and with a guitar and somehow became probably the biggest selling artist of all time? Michael Jackson? Yeah. Garth Brooks? Yeah. Elvis Presley. Oh. So, and a guy, some guy named Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis and, I don't know, some of these guys, Roy Orbison. I'm just teasing you. I know. <laughs> no, Depeche Mode did not record there. They're not uh, rock and roll, so. They, well, they're rock and roll. 100% rock and roll. They're pop. Stop it. They're 100% rock and roll. They're okay. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So is ABBA, but they're not rock and roll either. Uh, they're crowd rock. They're rock and roll. Yeah. Just like Run DMC, and yeah, yeah they're all, that's rock and roll too. Run DMC has uh, metal influences. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're rock and roll. Um, what, what else is going on? Besides, this is not a rock and roll podcast. It could be. <laughs> everything I listen to is, and but everything Michael does is not. I'm kidding. I listen to rock and roll. I listen I know. to I know. White Stripes. I thought you were going to say White Snake for a quick second. I'm like, you Oh, God, no. Because <laughs> you would. I know you. No, I can't stand White Snake. <laughs> Nobody should. Nobody should. Well, there's something we agree on. There's a lot. Yeah. I thought you would be a White Snake fan. No. And I don't say that disparagingly. No, I'm not. Well, no. There we go. See? Another thing to bond over. There's to. a lot of that time that I didn't like. I kind of like the ones that... Um, Charted their own path, and everybody else copied those paths. You know, White Snake I consider a uh, copier type band, but you know, David Coverdale had earlier bands. That I guess you could say he was not that much of a. Co- well, Anyways, I, I know it's David Coverdale. You know, with White Snake was totally fighting the whole "we're doing a Led Zeppelin cover band" thing here. Yeah, and then after they broke up, he did an album with Jimmy Page. Like, yep. how badly does that guy want to be Robert Plant? So bad. But anyway. This is not the David Coverdale <laughs> podcast. There's a lot going on in the news. Why don't we jump right into the news so we don't uh, keep babbling on? Oh, babble. What? Babbling on? What? What? 
Babylon 5 reboot? Is that what you're talking about, Joe? Yes. Is that one of the best transitions that we've ever had? I think so. I think so. Good job, Joe. Thanks. Um, uh, I never watched Babylon 5, so is it going to be called Babylon 6? What are they going to call no, it? No, it's a complete reboot. Oh, they're not even going to continue anything? It's a whatever nope. it was? So I know it's the same same writer, right? J. Michael Straczynski, yes. Same writer. You know, I'll give Babylon 5 credit. I never you know, J. Michael Straczynski wrote and wrote just about every episode, if not all. Well, I think he wrote almost all of them. He had a five-year plan. He had a beginning, middle, and end. This Hence the name? The What's that? Babylon 5? Well, <laughs> no. I don't know if, well, he had a five-year plan. I don't know if that was related <laughs> oh, okay. to the title. But, you know, on its surface, it sounds very similar to Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Did you watch that? No. Okay. So for you and for anyone else who's not familiar, Babylon 5 came out what back in the 90s. Uh, the CGI does not hold up very well, but it's the, basically the whole story of you've got all these alien species. They, they keep being these intergalactic wars or intragalactic, I should say. And they decided we're, we're coming together. We're building this station. This is kind of like going to be like our diplomatic area and mm-hmm. trade. And hopefully once we all get to talk to each other and whatnot, we can the maintain world be better. peace. But of course there's conflict and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, you find out there's, you know, these, literally these bad guys called the shadows that were kind of manipulating things in the background, Ooh. yada, yada, yada. But it, the plan was five years, beginning, middle and end. Here's the story. And when we're done, we're done. Now it was successful. So they had offshoot spinoff series, but the core series is, it, it never blew up kind of like Star Trek did, right? Or Star Wars or. Uh, even Battlestar Galactica that came out, you know, in the early 2000s, which w- itself was reboot. But Babylon 5 definitely has a hardcore, well, mm-hmm. core of fans. What station was it on? I don't even remember it, really. I think it was syndicated. That was part of the problem. So, you, oh, you know, like, depending well, on where so you was, So was, um, you know, Star Trek Next Generation was syndicated as well. That's true. That's true. But... You know, with Star Trek, you had the original series, then you had the movies. There was a built-in audience already. Babylon 5 was brand new from the start, right? Sure, right. So anyway, all that to say, it has it has a devoted fan base, no question. I own all five seasons on blue, on DVD <laughs> because I went through a phase where like, I got money, I'm going to buy every season, I'm going to watch it. I, I, It was a waste of money. Yet, 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 listeners, he hasn't watched Lord of the Rings. This he watches, but not Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's space. Space is cooler. Okay. So I uh, I watched all of the first season and enjoyed it. Started on the second and just... I It's not that I didn't enjoy it, but life happened, blah, blah, blah. So I have all five seasons on DVD. Well, next time but, you lose power and you have to use a generator, you don't have the web, you can throw those on. Exactly. <laughs> well, here, well, here's the thing, though. So it's on HBO Max and they went through and... Oh, is it? Remastered it and cleaned up the graphics and made the special effects look better. Hmm. So if you're interested, all five seasons are on HBO Max. That is probably the preferred way to watch it because they had, you know, done it before. They mastered it for DVD, but now they've gone through and done HD on it. So apparently it looks far better. It's the preferred way to watch it now. So all my old DVDs, whatever. 
I just never watched them. I plan on watching them now on uh, HBO Max when I have time. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think I will, but that's cool. Well, you don't have to watch the old ones because, like the news says, they're rebooting it. And this is a complete reboot. Kind of think of, you know, 70s Battlestar Galactica and 2000s Battlestar Galactica. It's, it's a lot of the same concepts, but it's a completely new story and being rebooted. So, But Michael Straczynski, J. Michael Straczynski, is still helming it. And it's interesting because even as within a couple, two, three years ago, you know, the fans have always been saying, is it ever coming back? You know, fans were diehard. With any franchise, no matter what it is, the fans want it to come back. And they hit them up every, you know, every few months. Is it coming back? Is it coming back? Kind of like with Firefly, right? Right. People are, is it going to come back now? And it, as within the last two, three years, he had told people, it's, it's dead. It's never coming back. But things have changed now. Streaming. HBO, or rather Warner Brothers, they want owns to, the rights. They wanted more franchises, more franchises. Exactly. It's There's a lot of mining of um, IP, intellectual property now. Right. So, you know, you have like the Paramount Network, which is building its backbone on Star Trek shows. We have more Star Trek than we've ever had. Yeah. So everyone's looking at, you know, obviously... Disney has the Marvel and Star Wars franchises, so they're building those up. And now HBO Max, yes, they have the DCEU, okay, but they're looking for more. They want they want those niches, right? They want sci-fi. Well, they already own Babylon Five. Let's let's do that. So I know I'm talking too much, but this is we're going to see more of this. We're going to see people digging deep into their IP to see what they can bring back because. They want to bring in audiences, new and old. For sure. I mean, they got to get people to subscribe. I mean, they're going to find exactly. a bunch of them. Look at all, all old science fiction. They'll look at, all, at whatever. They'll find anything they can to to get people to watch their stuff. Um, all right, let's move on. I see that uh, Venom 2 is out, or at least critics got to see a viewing of it, and uh, they put it at 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's it's actually you? out as we record this. It came out. It was a Thursday release. Oh, was it? Okay. So um, it's out. By the time everyone listens to this, it is out. Okay. Well, what do you think about that? I can't say. Um, I don't know what the previous one got, what its Rotten Tomato scores was. I heard it was, uh, I don't know. I've heard it's critically panned, but I've got some close friends that say, no, it's worth seeing. I just haven't bothered to see it yet. It's one of those things where I just didn't go see it in the theater. I was like, I don't know. For me, it's got Venom. Venom goes well paired against Spider-Man, and Sony did a solo movie first, so I'd rather kind of see because you know Venom is to Spider-Man kind of almost not to the same degree, but Batman and Joker, right? I guess I never really looked at it. I always thought the Green Goblin was his Joker. Okay, well then that too. Okay, but he's up there. He's up there, kind of like the Penguin, maybe. Well, maybe. Penguin can be pretty badass sometimes, too. Anyway, I don't know. I, I, did you see the first one? You liked the first one, right? Uh, I did not like the first one. Oh. Michelle so did. you're it not just, into this one. Uh, I won't rush to see it, um, but I hear there's a, something that happens at the end credits that I don't know what it is, but I guess there's some something interesting. I wonder if there could be a little Peter Parker at the end. Who knows? Um, they're going to do it eventually. Now, I'm, I'm a little interested in that Andy Serkis is the director. And I dig him. He's a he's he's an interesting dude. So 
maybe I've never seen, I don't know if I've seen anything he's directed though, but because I like him, I want to see it. He actually um, did his own version of the jungle book. That was pretty good. It wasn't bad. I've oh, seen okay. that. I've seen okay, that. I mean, it's, it's, know. it's, you know, not. Well, hold on. Did you see the Disney one or did you see the Netflix one? I saw them both. The Netflix oh, okay. one, Netflix one was circuses. Yeah. The okay. Netflix one. Yeah. It's called Mowgli. Yeah. yeah. It? it was good. It was fine. Um, a little less money than what Disney had to make it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the story is there, but it wasn't their story anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind. I didn't mind it. It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was a little more hokey. It felt hokey. Um, and this does too. I just, I, you know what? Part of it is you hear the voice of Venom and it just becomes a joke to me. Oh, I'm going to eat this one. It's like, Fucking Kool Aid Man following him around or something. It's just kind of lame to me. <laughs> yeah, I see. Again, I can't speak to this film. I haven't seen it. Didn't see the first one. So I'm not going to judge it. I'll try not to judge it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to. But trying. I have to admit, in those trailers, that voice was a little. I mean, it's humorous, but that they're leaning into onto that humor, right? That's yeah. That's what they're going for. It's fine. It's fine. It's not what I expected. So. That doesn't mean it has to be what I expected. It just wasn't. I thought, again, my my typical fallback argument is I didn't give a shit about anybody. And that's gotcha. always that's always a problem when I watch a movie. If I don't care about anyone in the film, then it's just not good. And no matter no matter how visually fun it is, it's still not a good movie in my my opinion. If you don't care about any character, or at least connect to the character, or you know something like that, then what you're just watching candy i guess not even candy you're just watching colors and things move it's just not i get that i get that i mean i mean uh, yes it helps to connect with the character 100 percent. does every movie have to be that way i don't yeah it depends on no, every story you have to connect with something in some way whether you hate the person or whatever you have to find some kind of emotion towards in a character if you have no emotions for any characters what good is it well yeah you gotta have something but right sometimes well like the movie hero with jet lee that one is, is cinematically fantastic. And I mean, it, it's an interesting story, but there's a lot of play with color and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just visually stunning. That's cool. But if you don't like anybody in it, and if not, nobody cares about it, it's still not a good movie. It could be great visually. See Last True. Jedi. Some great visuals in that movie. It's not <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> Anyways. So, this, is what hap- this is what happens when you travel for 12 hours. <laughs> oh, this is, you would have said this anyway. It's true. Even if you had just had 12 hours of sleep. Yeah. So anyways, you know, 67%, that's critics. So that means the public would probably like it at about 75%, something like that. Critics are usually harder. Which well, yeah, the first bad. one was kind of critically panned, and but it made all the money. So there's the second. Yeah. Oh, it made 800 million or something like that. But, you know, China, it did well in China. It, it didn't do that well in the States, though. It was everywhere else it did well. Oh, interesting. Um, Which is too bad. I mean, when you consider you have, you know, Tom Hardy mm-hmm. and Michelle Williams. Yeah. No, the actor. Yeah, absolutely. They and the guy have, who played the guy in the first one, the guy who played Bodhi uh, Rizamed. Yeah. From. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. From Rogue One is what I was going to say. Also, that Amazon movie about the drummer that goes deaf. Which is a good movie. Man, he's good in that. I've heard good things. I it's fantastic. I heard really good things. I just yeah. haven't. 
But anyway, all that to say, you got a lot of good characters, a lot of good actors. So you'd think he'd be good, but not always. No, he's writing. It's got to start with the writers. That's true. That's true. Um, go ahead. Next one is you. So people, I mean, Star Trek Picard season two is not even out yet, but people are already getting hyped for Star Trek Picard season three. So one of the producers on the uh, on the show has been tweeting out pictures because obviously season one was what, January of 2020? Something like that, right? I mean, by the time we finally get season two, it's been almost two years. Now, obviously COVID happened. That's an 18-month extension right there. But they wanted to kind of head this off. So they did production of season two. And basically the day season two production wrapped and they call it good. The next day they started season three production. Oh, just go right into it since everybody's already COVID tested and just go. Yep, let's just keep going. So they're already showing, they're already leaking pics for season three. So obviously, I mean, it was already announced we're going to have it. Doesn't three. die? They don't. The whole crew doesn't die. Well, who knows? Spoiler. All right, they could all be machines at the end. That's right. All I know is that there've been lots of pictures of on board a Starfleet vessel, not the. La Serena that they're on now because, you know, the L cars, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the typical display you see in a starship, a Federation starship. Yeah. He's kept showing panels of that and you can see parts of a whole, you know, a saucer section and all that and the red alert and blah, blah, blah. All these little teaser photos, but not enough to really glean what ship they're on. But the L cars is very much, you know, the, the next generation ships and that of that ilk. Okay. So, Again, nobody knows, but they're leaking pictures already. Well, not leaking. This is a producer, producer himself doing it. And uh, people are already talking that, is this more time travel? Do they not come all the way back to, you know, Picard's time? Do they, at the end of this season, where obviously they're in the 21st century, are they going back to the 24th century during Picard's time originally? So people are talking about that. So. Buzz already on Picard season three. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, jumping into the world of Star Wars, most of you have probably seen the teaser poster for Book of Boba Fett that's going to start on December 29th. And it said, I think I remember the poster said, but this was just the beginning or something like that. Yep. Um, so maybe there'll be more than one. I mean, it's only six episodes, but uh, maybe there'll be more after that. Could be he fun. doesn't love Boba Fett. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. I hope it's good. Hope it's good. I don't. I have no. I don't know what the expectation is though. Like I never because I didn't want. Like I don't know what the story is. Maybe hopefully it's pure gangster. Maybe it's the uh, Sopranos of Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. So Boba goes to see a shrink. It could be. <laughs> Been through a lot. Bad. Yeah, he has escaped a Sarlacc <laughs> somehow. Right. Hopefully, well, I, I guess they would definitely figure, show us a little bit of that. Um, also, real quick, too, uh, I didn't put this on the list. They announced another television series uh, for Star Wars. It's more of a making of kind of thing. It's called Galaxy of Sounds. Um, it's going to be on Disney Plus that shows how uh, all those sounds are made. Things like that. Not that you care. Isn't it out already? It maybe I, I just I don't think it's out. I think it's you know maybe maybe it has come out, but I just I saw it today. Surprise dropped it. 
Oh, it's possibly. So you may know more than I do on that. Because I that'd thought be cool. I saw something show up already. If it's got, uh, what's his name, Bert. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember the guy that did all the sounds or created the the laser thing. Um, yeah. Galaxy Sounds, it's already out. They dropped oh, it. Oh, cool. Sweet. I'll watch something that tonight. Um, what else here? And then they've started production on Mando. Season three is now underway. So that's good to hear. That means sometime next year, I would assume. It's a long time, but then again. There's so much COVID. in between, though. But there's so much in between that we're seeing from Star Wars that it's not going to feel that bad. It'll be a nice... If any show deserved a break, it's that one for Star Wars. It's like, you know, big finale. They kind of shifted the storyline now. Uh, but you're going to have a bunch yeah. of stuff in between. You know, we're going to have Obi-Wan and or... Um, and or I hear it is going to have the most episodes of any of them. So... Uh, yeah, and... Uh... Luna was already teasing that we're going to see a lot of old friends. Yeah. So that'd be good. I'm excited for that big time, big time. And then another, we've we got a lot to talk about with um, what if and star Wars visions and, and someone to make sure you take the time on that. Uh, but speaking of visions, there's going to be a book coming out uh, called Ronin from the duel, the first episode, which we'll talk about in a bit so that could be interesting maybe they're starting a whole new just star wars stories and not even worried about canon even though the solo thing didn't work but i mean i liked it but you know we talked about that before but the point is maybe they're starting to open it up and i did hear like somebody from star wars saying well we're just gonna you know if the fans are looking for things we can do some things but um i don't know maybe they'll do pull some old legends and just make one-off stuff maybe they'll do a uh Plagueis book. Maybe they'll do um, the Darth Bane series, which I would love. Um, and some kind of either animation, could be animation, could be live action. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I, pay, I think they picked a good uh, person to do the book on based on visions, which we can talk, we'll talk about later. But so. Well, you know me, I'm not big on the Star Wars books. I might read that. Yeah? Not filler? Yeah. Uh, it's not so much that. We'll get into it when we talk. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the main we'll topic. All right. I don't. As, I mean, there's probably a ton of news that I'm missing, but I don't know. I've been too busy. Anything of significance anyways. Um, anything that you see else that we missed? No, I think we're good on news. All right, James Bond. Anything about that? You Bondy? Oh well, it it what well, it premiered, but it's not yeah. actually out. I mean, it premiered. The reviews are coming out. I I like I like Daniel Craig as James Bond. Yeah, I do too. I I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. Um, I like that Bond series. I'm behind. I didn't. I haven't seen. Uh, well, I'm too behind. What was? Am I too behind? Spectre and Skyfall. Skyfall and Spectre. Okay, I haven't seen Spectre. That's the only one I haven't seen. I I. I loved Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall is good. So it was, I think it's uh, Casino, Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. Skyfall and Spectre. So he's five, five movies. Okay. Yep, he he is not the most. Who has the most? Do you know who has the most? Probably Roger Moore, I would assume. Yes, and. Sean Connery. Because he did the Never Say Never Again. 
that never say never again gave them number seven. Yeah. So um, technically, yes, they're tied. But uh, thing is, you know, back in the day, they kicked it out a new bond every year, right? Basically, you could tell by the way they're produced. <laughs> well, the first ones in the sixties, they just kicked one out every year. Yeah. Well, even though um, I never liked Roger Moore, though I never liked it. it was too campy for me, even as a kid. I'm like this is stupid. Moonraker, get the fuck out! Of I liked him. I, I I don't remember Moonraker, but I remember him fighting Jaws, not the shark. You know the guy. He's in Moonraker too. Yeah, but he's he's in a couple of them, isn't he? Yeah. All all I know is when I was an idiot kid, I didn't mind him. But going back and watching, I there's no life. I like Timothy Dalton. Well. I like the living daylights more than I like most of them. I don't think anything could be more dated feeling than James Bond. Like as the, in the era, no matter what era you pick, even if you watch the, um, uh, Remington steel, what the hell is that guy's name? Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) Brosnan. If you watch his, they look dated very, like they're very nineties. Like it's very dated looking. It's it's pretty amazing. How those the same things going to happen with the Craig one. Sure. Sure. It's because it goes style is a lot of it. Cause Bond is about style, so they try to find the you know women are dressed in the latest fashions, and so are men, and so like you know that stuff ages and just you know. True, but I think Casino Royale is. It feels know, timeless, though. It does well. The re, the one with Craig, yeah, not the original. No. Um, I, I liked it, but it's it, great. He, oh, it's it's I, probably my favorite Bond film. Yeah, and I think that has to do with the fact that they definitely took a few pages out of the Bourne you know films a mm, little bit well they, they made the the hand-to-hand combat yeah you know a little bit more realistic and you know yeah they got rid of i mean there's always gonna be some humor but uh i i don't know i really liked casino royale uh quantum masalis i don't even really know what happened um <laughs> but like i said skyfall fantastic i, I need to see spectrum both skyfall and um, Spectre were both directed by Sam Mendes, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. You would know more. I, I don't keep track of all the directors, so you're probably, you wouldn't know a little more. Um, all right. Well, I think that's good for news. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, quickly, I'm going to go into our geek this week. My, I'm reading since I was flying, I got a chance to read. So I got back into the High Republic um, book, uh, Into the Dark with by Claudia Gray. I'm about halfway through. It's pretty good. Pretty fun. It's not filler. It's all High Republic. So it's new story. Uh, a lot of Jedi in it. It's uh, This is more of an, a young adult novel. So they say it's in that. So it's not, it happens in the uh, tertiary story around the main thread of the, the main book, which I've got to get to book two. After I read this one, I'll go right to book two. Of I think I own book. this book. Hey, didn't you get some deal on it? Like some... Amazon deal? Yeah, I, th- I want to say it was like two, three bucks. Yeah. It, I remember it was the, the YA book, and I grabbed it. That's good. Claudia Gray's really good. She's I'm not familiar with her work, but I grabbed it. I'll, I'll read it at some point. Yeah. Um. So that's that. And then the other thing, I tried watching Foundation on Apple Plus, but I was late at night, and I think I slept through half of it, so I have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really tired, and it's not what I thought. It was like very heady. But it has Lee Pace in it, and I like Lee Pace, so I want to see what, what kind of goofy. I love Lee Pace. He always plays some kind of creepy person. Um, <laughs> well, he's like 6'5", right? I don't know. I haven't met him. Yeah, he's very tall. 
Okay. Well, he was on a great show on AMC. It was a, a show about the, basically the computer industry. Um, why can't I think of the name? Because I'm tired. Halden Catch Fire. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Did you watch it? No. Oh my god, it was great. These eras of computer. Um, it's like three eras. It just it was good. It was very very good. And he was good in it. He was really good in it. I I got it right. He's actually six five. I don't know how I pulled oh. that out of my ass. I don't know. Yeah, I heard good things about Halt and Catch Fire, but I loved him. Did you ever watch his show, um, Pushing Daisies? No. Loved that show. Yeah. Just there was, he's a pie maker, right? Uh, sure. I don't know. Yes. 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 <laughs> You're Sorry. asking me a question of which. It's a rhetorical. It's a, it's a rhetorical. Gotcha. Right? Sorry. I, that's a bad habit of mine. The premise of Pushing Daisies, the whole show is like Tim Burton made it, but he didn't. Hmm. It's about this kid who realizes that if someone dies or something dies, he can touch it and bring it back to life. But if he touches it a second time, it's dead for good. Oh, it's a horrible. Can't hug him then? That kind of thing? Right. So, yeah. and here's the thing though. If he touches something and brings it back to life, if he leaves it alive longer than a minute, something else dies in its place. All right. So as an adult, he, it, now that's, it's a very dark premise, right? But it's actually a comedy. Great. And uh, he works with the private eye who finds out he can do this. Uh, and they, they solve murders. So they go to the morgue. He touches the person, asks them about their last moments, and then they get the information and then track down the killer and somehow make oh. money off that. Got it. But it's a comedy. Anyhow, he was great in that. Obviously, he was Ronan the Accuser in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. He's good. He's also in The Hobbit. Would not have known that. He's a wood elf. He's great in it. Uh, all right. Let's move on because we I want to really dive into our other stuff. So what do you got going on for your... Uh, I'm through three episodes. Shaley and I are through three episodes of Why the Last Man. You got to watch it, Joe. It's so fucking good. I'll try. Um, we're caught up on Only Murders in the Building, which is not geek-centric, but it is... If you're into podcasts, which we are, um, it's, it's it's a funny, it's kind of self-referential and really kind of is an homage, but also makes fun of a parody of the true crime podcast. And last but not least, I'm reading a very brutal novel called, I don't know if you can call it a novel, it's only 158 pages, but a brutal book called The Long Dry by Simon Jones. He's a Welsh writer and it's stark and yet strangely beautiful and good all right it's me cool cool all right so why don't we dive into our two topics we'll start with uh what if so there's two episodes that um happened since last we spoke right yep um let's talk about the first one um must we (laughs) Which might have been the worst thing I've ever seen this new Marvel era do. Uh, and that was the Thor episode where he's basically point break. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, right. And goes to each world and they just party until they destroy it. And I, I could not even watch that thing. It was so bad. It was so, it was like the longest 30 minutes or whatever. I admit this series hit a low with that. As much as that was it the was it the second third episode whatever episode which 
with with the Avengers not forming like they were supposed to. Yeah, number three. Yeah, that one. That one we both agreed was pretty boring. Yep. This was somehow worse. It wasn't boring, but it was just stupid. Like, it was just stupid. Yeah, they definitely leaned way too much on the comedy, which don't get me wrong, you can do comedic Thor and still be awesome. Case in point, Ragnarok, the best Thor movie yet. It's hilarious, but it's also good. Yeah. This was not funny. I don't know. I, I may have snickered a couple times, but. I'm a little curious, like how they, um, I think one thing that, that feels lacking in this animation series is I'm not sure they were in either recording at the same time as their counterparts or in the same, like, I feel like everything is dubbed. Like, like you don't even, you're not working with anybody across from you. Like some animations, they put the four or five people in the room and you're okay, act- so they're actually acting against each other. Yeah. I feel, I think that's one of the things that really bothers me. I, they've got all these stars. I know they didn't fly them in. They may have done it over zoom or whatever. Not Zoom, but you know what I mean? They have recording things to do. Um, but it just doesn't feel – it feels like they, they, they're they tying the lines together. Like they're not really in the same room. I hear what you're saying. I mean, a lot of this was probably – I mean, I'm assuming the animation was done prior to and during COVID. And, you know, I'm sure they did the voice work during COVID as well. I don't know. I don't know. That's one of the – I, I agree with you. This was not a strong episode. I didn't love it. And I Do we think, know how many episodes there are? Yeah, next week's the last episode. Is it the last one? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, what's that, that's the ninth episode, episode. It will be, yeah. Yeah. They originally planned to do 10, but because of COVID and whatnot, they had to bump one episode to season two. Oh, there is going to be a season two. Yes. So... Let's talk about the second episode because the the more the more we actually the less we speak about Party Thor, the better I think. Yeah, there was nothing redeeming. Exactly, I'm right there with you. All right, so with that, it was probably good that they played that one because the one that media followed is much better, much much better. Um, much better or the best one yet. Probably. I wouldn't, I don't deny that one for sure, but it took nine episodes or eight episodes to get to the best one yet, which I guess you'd want your end to be good. I really liked, like you said, I liked Captain Carter that I loved Dr. Strange, the dark Dr. Strange one. I loved it. I thought until this episode, I thought that was the best episode. Dr. Strange. Yeah, the doctor. The, yeah, I, the dark we're doctor. on the same page there. The other ones are just forgettable to me. Uh, I, I'd like to argue your point, but I'm not having an easy time coming up with one. I mean, no, I take that back. <laughs> you can't remember all of them. No, no, I really liked uh, T'Challa as Star Lord. I thought that was a fantastic it's okay. episode. Um, and I liked. Um... Shoot, <laughs> so good, huh? It was so good. Well, no. It was good. It was, uh, what was the other one? Oh, whatever. Oh. Um, Killmonger? Killmonger. I really liked that one as well. It was okay. I really liked it. But we already know. I'm going to like them more than you are. Yeah. Yeah. But the Ultron, okay, so this one was pretty good, though. Like, this one, I was. I, I liked the story start to finish. 
Well, let me just say this. Or midway finish, so to speak. You you have not loved this series. I think that's fair to say. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, you say it's lazy because it's just what ifs and what's the point? Who cares if they're canon? Yada, yada, yada. But I think this episode underlines what I've been saying since episode one. Is that Marvel isn't just doing this to do this. There's a point and all of this is going to come back and make sense. And we're seeing that now in this episode. We do kind of, we'll see um, for spoilers. This is a fairly new one since it's, you know, a couple of days since it's coming out. Um, Dr. Strange is in it. The dark Dr. Strange, the dark Dr. Strange. Yep. So they tied back to, an earlier episode, which is kind of cool, which means, okay, I didn't watch these for nothing. Um, admittedly, you said they might do this. And I said, yeah, they should. They could. I, wasn't, I didn't say they would never do it. I, I know. I'm not saying you did. Um, then I just don't know the order of things. Like, if this is going to go right into the multiverse of madness, clearly, because, like, Ultron's involved, maybe. Um. I don't know. Will that tie into the th- the films? Maybe. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't know exactly because obviously we haven't seen the ninth episode, which this is the first episode that first that number one ties back to another episode, but it ends basically on a cliffhanger where you know they're going to pick it up in the next episode. I hope so. Right. Well, he. I mean. It's not going to stop with the Watcher. You know, he's out of his realm. He's talking to Strange and basically asking him for help. And Strange basically agrees. And then the episode ends. Right. So unless there's some kind of major bait and switch going on, the next episode is going to be what we saw in the trailer, which is the Avengers of the Multiverse with Captain Carter and, you know, T'Challa as Star-Lord and all that. I mean, they show, even as you watch the beginning of the episode, it shows you, you know, the Avengers as you know them. And then, you know, it kind of goes staticky. And then you right. see, you know, Captain Carter with all these other people as Avengers. I think that's what we're going to see in this final episode coming up next week. With some zombies too? Maybe some zombies or maybe some, maybe some of the heroes that survived the zombie verse. Maybe. The, but the point is, this episode really showed that these are not all standalone. They are all tied together. And, you know, this series coming out right after Loki ended and basically gave us the birth of the multiverse. We don't know that, that Loki did that yet. I'm pretty certain of that. We are certain. We're not, we're pretty certain, but we still don't know. You know, well, could, we already been, know. Could have been Wanda. Kang. We don't, I mean, we don't, can't, we don't know. I guess well, because the order got jacked because of COVID, because I think something's different. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be playing out this way. Well, whatever. The multiverse exists, whether it was Loki's right. doing or Wanda's. The multiverse is now here. Right. In this show, even though it's what ifs, they're showing us different, we're seeing different parts of the multiverse and they're all going to bring it in together somehow. So again, we might not see it right away. But I would not be surprised any character or or any character, good or bad, has a very good possibility at the end of this season 
of showing up either in a Marvel show or a Marvel movie. Right. So that's, you know, when it goes back, they say this is canon. I believe them. I don't think it's going to stay just in the animated realm. I don't think when we say canon, I think canon will be irrelevant at that point. This may be the whole point of the multiverse. Like we're not going to worry about one more threat anymore. Like we've done this thing. We can't keep it up. We can't, you know, constantly have one giant storyline from, you know, this year to that year. It probably, it may end with multiverse of madness and that'll be, there'll be no more canon, just different stories. Hmm. I don't see it that way only because, you know, being a lifelong comics fan, there's always a main universe. For the Marvel, it's the 616 universe. With DC, I don't remember if it's Earth 1, Earth 2, which one's the main one. I think it's Earth 1 now. Um, they have a main continuity, but then they have the multiple, you know, the alternate realities where stuff comes in and goes as the story warrants. So I don't, I mean, I don't see why the MCU couldn't follow that same path. It's possible, but I, I think it just gives them an out, an out to like, you know, we can just not have to worry about making everything connect. I don't know. Oh, it, it definitely gives them an out. I mean, within the comic book universe, they reboot the universe every so often through some kind of climactic event. Most recently, it was the the reboot of Secret War, which, yes, they did a Secret War comic in the 80s, but then they did one now that basically brought in all these alternate realities and then wiped them all out and then created a new continuity. Hmm. But still maintained all the aspects that you still like. So I'm not saying Marvel won't do that. With the multiverse out there, they could, you know, with Kang and all that, the next big thing could be something happens that destroys this line and then they continue forward with the new continuity it means all the stuff happened before right but after they reboot the universe or do whatever else they could have a younger iron man they could have different people playing different characters right but maybe some of them retained like falcon and stuff like that right this is a good episode I, I think ultron became truly a scary entity for sure Oh, hell yeah. Especially like it was pretty sweet when uh, uh, Thanos came through and he's just like, yep. <laughs> he's like, oh, good idea. <laughs> now, the only thing I have to say about this, again, continuity. Remember in Loki, there was a drawer full of yeah. Infinity Stones. That didn't mean anything outside that universe. Right. Or in that realm anyways, wherever that realm was. Yeah, basically... Now, I thought they said here they don't do anything. I don't know if they said outside their own realm. Right, we don't in know. In the comics, they've des- they definitely established that the Infinity Stones do not work outside of their own reality. Their own verse, if you will. Yeah. So, with the fact that um, Ultron could still use them while going through, hopping from reality, I got I got a noodle on that to see... If I almost have to rewatch that scene from Loki just to say, did he just say they don't work here? Right. Or is it that they don't work outside of their own reality? I don't remember now. I don't remember. I thought he meant there as in there, but I don't remember. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'm going to look into it. I'll let you know, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think what else happened in there. Oh, the uh, I mean, Arnim Zola was a nice callback to that character. Well, and uh, it makes sense. If he put his consciousness into a computer, if there's a backup somewhere, he could show up anywhere. Yeah. But he can't, uh, they haven't really connected those dots yet. So he hasn't been able to get to uh, Ultron. No, 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 no. But, you know, based in the MCU, we know he was at the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility. No, no, I get it. No, it's, it's all good. That didn't bother me. I just said that that was an interesting, interesting writing, bringing that character as the one that could foil. But then you made him all powerful as well. Could be all powerful at the end as well. Um, who knows? Um, I kind of like, you know, the watcher is so, uh, goofy to me drawn. Like, I just don't find him very tough when he fights. It's kind of like this giant head thing was, <laughs> so, um, I don't know that that's a little goofy for me, but I know that's just how it's drawn. It's it's always been that way, right? Or no. Yeah. It's always looked like that. Yeah. So it's just not a very intimidating fellow. Uh, didn't know he even had any powers. I thought he just watched and was, I don't know. I didn't know he could, he can't intervene. So he, all he does is watch. What is he, what, what is he then? Well, he's kind of like, kind of think of him as like, well, from Green Lantern, one of the Owens, the guardians of the universe. Is he a time Lord? Like, well, you don't watch Doctor Who, so he can't alter anything. He can't step in. He can't do anything. He just well, watches. No, he can. They've taken an oath not to. It doesn't mean he can't. Yeah. Okay. So I am looking forward to the last one. No doubt. What? Well, I'm going to see what happens. Maybe it'll be good. Um, listen, I told you, I'll tell you if I like it. I like, I like that. It was a good episode. Um, but for the most part, the series has not been that great. <laughs> I really liked it. I admit there were some low points for me. The lowest point. Yes. Was party boy floor, Thor, floor, floor, party boy, Thor. Yeah, that was so bad. That was so bad. So you, we've got two big IPs that are putting out animations that are at least allowing them to push the boundaries of what the films are doing. So, I mean, the What If series is doing that, and we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we have Eternals coming up. Um, I don't know if that's going to play into this at all. Maybe there will be at the end of this episode. Who knows? Uh, but that's a strictly an Earth thing, right? Eternals—they've all been on Earth, or are they? Yeah, but remember the the Celestials had a hand in their creation, right? And there's some kind of tenuous uh, relationship between the Watcher and the Celestials, so it all connects. All right. Then the other IP, Star Wars, put out Visions last week. It's been about a week now, almost a week. Yeah, and um. I mean, I've binged them all. Michael has too. See, so yeah, I'm kind of sad that I binged it all. It's all like we, we'll talk about it today and probably not talk about it much after this. Whereas, at least, what if you know you do the one episode? And even if it's 15 minutes, they should have they should have done it like I don't know, two at a time or something. I could have seen that. But anyways, um, I'll let you start in this one. What did you think of it? Well, I like to jump through each quickly through each episode, but as a, as a whole, what did you think? As a whole, I really liked it, but I already like anime. So you take anime and you take Star Wars and you take some fresh perspectives. Uh, I'd say as a whole, 
I really liked it. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a nice uh, reintroduction to anime for me. Um, so the subject matter is good. The interesting thing to me is they're paying homage to what Star Wars paid homage to to begin with. <laughs> you know, so it's a weird kind of a full circle yes. thing. Exactly. Come around full circle. It's so homage back to the homage. Uh, right. So, um, you know, it's not like, you know, Star Wars took a lot of storytelling from uh, Japanese culture, not everything, but a lot of things. And uh, giving these um, filmmakers or storytellers uh, carte blanche of what they want to do was cool. Each animation was different, which was cool, but they're all anime. Yep. Um, what? So before we get into each one, let's say what was uh, what was your favorite one, and then we can then we'll go the into duel. that was your favorite one. Number one, the duel was my favorite. Yeah, it was probably mine too. But there was some that after I think about it over time, that I really liked the stories of them. Um, that may have had an actual stronger story. But because the first one is very much an uh, Kurosawa like homage to all of it, right? So since, oh, yeah. since we both like that one, and that's the first one, we can talk about that one. And well, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's the way it's done, the way it's kind of like these these brush strokes instead, and almost black and white, where they only throw in the color for certain things, right? But it's very much, it was very reminiscent to me of the Seven Samurai. Uh, but obviously there's only one. Well, it's a lot of things too. Like it's the High Plains Drifter, which is a Clint Eastwood movie, and uh, which is based off the one, it's like a one Ronin, a, a, a true, what not Ronin just mean a wandering samurai guy? Isn't that what the name Ronin is? No, a Ronin, well, close. A Ronin is a masterless samurai. Okay. So a town is being overrun by thugs and he cleans them out. But the twist is you don't, you think he's going to be Jedi. But he has a red saber. So yeah. what does that mean? We don't know. We don't know. But the anime, I mean, the drawing is so good in this. Then the, the way the black and white with just a few bits of color. Um, I think, you know, now I'm thinking about like last week I haven't watched it again to kind of prepare as I should, because, but I didn't watch them all. This one had like every kind of creature too, which was cool. Like you've seen Rodians, you saw a Tuscan Raider in there, you saw a Hammerhead, or uh, or or I don't know how to say it, but Orinthin or something like that. That's what the Hammerheads are. Um, and the drawing was great, and the 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 uh, villain was awesome. Yeah, she was, it was cool. It was everything you love about Star Wars and Samurai slash Akira Kurosawa films and Samurai anime and put in a blender and came out perfect. Yeah, really, really good. I mean, I, I get what you're saying that some of them may have had a better story. I think this one has, this one leaves you with a lot of questions, which makes me want to see more. So... Earlier when you mentioned they're going to do Star Wars Visions, the Ronin book. I have interest in that, not because I have interest in Star Wars books. We've already covered that. But 
I have questions and I want to know more about this Ronin. I want, or I don't even know if it's a Ronin. It's he is certainly not a Jedi. He appears to be a Sith based on the fact that he has a red saber, but we don't and know a bunch of story. red and a bunch of red kyber crystals at the end that he. Yeah. So what does that mean? So is he, I mean, so like I said, there's so many questions. Is he a Sith that drifted away from the Sith philosophy, mm-hmm. but he has all these kyber crystals, like you noted. Has he been killing Sith? Is he a gray, you know, force user, not Jedi or Sith? Is he just have a red saber because he has lots of red crystals? I, lots of questions. I want to know more. Right. You know, and a lot of these had that kind of open-ended ending or an ending where you might want more. Yes. Some, not so much, maybe. Maybe not want more. I don't know. Um Cool. Yeah, the duel it was very, very good. But probably, I'll say this, probably the most expected. Yeah, I can see that. You know, not that it's a bad expect, expected. And maybe that's why they started with it, because it kind of set you up for uh, a stylistic change. Because some go in some weird places. Um, Some episodes go in some strange, strange places. Well, yes, what my favorite one was. What was yeah. your least favorite? Who? Probably the Tatooine Rhapsody. Ah, me too. I, I ranked them. I have I have mine in the order of how I, I, I don't have a rank because some of them are so close that I don't have a rank rank. But um, some stuff I liked on Tatooine Rhapsody. I didn't hate the whole thing, but it's a little corny for me. But I get it. It's it's. It's a different take. It's really different for a Star Wars person. If you're like, you know, really into it like I am, and you see such a, a different type of thing. Um, I think, you know, oh, it may have been better not to have tied it to any of the other characters like Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. Maybe, you know, that's probably part of the reason. Exactly. That 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 made it hurt. Not hurt. Just It was just kind of goofy. Like just having Green Day play uh, – it's not like a Green Day ripoff band. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that was actually, the main character was actually Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Levitt. Oh, was it? I didn't even, you know, I know there's a lot of stars in these. I didn't even pay attention to who yeah. was who was the voice of all this stuff. Um, well, what's funny is, you know, uh, Geezer, the, the, I think that was the, um, the bass player, right? Mm-hmm. The, that was the, the hut, right? Yep. Well, the bass player for Black Sabbath's name is Geezer. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they did that. I know. I was like, well, Geezer Butler. So, I mean, it, look, it's fun. Um, there's something that I like the animation of it. Like the drawing stuff was cool in there. But not my favorite. Geezer is sure. Bobby Moynihan from SNL. Really? Were, uh, yeah. Formerly, I must have, Are you Wikipedia right now? Is that what I got to do? Yeah, uh, and but Tamora Morrison actually did the voice of Boba Fett. That I knew because he said that. In our, I, I didn't know that. And I knew. But yeah, uh, the main character uh, Jay was Joseph Gordon Lovett. Nice. I may have to rewatch him at some point, just to see if I can check these people out. So. 
All right. You want to just go right into the, since we, that was one and two. So like the favorite one and the least favorite are the first two episodes. Right. <laughs> so we might as well just go in order. Well, what, what's your next order? Uh, I mean, I, we can do that too. Since you My ranked yours. Since you, you ranked yours. I did not rank mine. And number two, I put the elder. The elder. Um, there's a few that was that's up there. I don't know if it's my second one or not. Uh, there's a f- I I really kind of dug um, the Village Bride and I like the Ninth Jedi a lot too. Oh, those are up there. I think. Yeah. Uh, for me, I put uh, the Ninth Jedi at number four, and the Village Bride at number five. So we're all on the same top, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about the, so what, what I liked about the elder, maybe it's different than what you liked is that it was actually a true kind of a Padawan master, simple, clean teaching. It was like, it was like watching a, a a class or something, a Jedi class. Like, so it was really good. It was good. What about it? What was it for you that made it? Well, I just like, like you said, it was very. It was like, the, okay, it was like the first few minutes of uh, The Phantom Menace where, you know, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and um, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, thank you. They're definitely having a master slash Padawan moment. And this was that extended. But then they encounter a former Sith. And I just, I I don't know. It was, I, I guess I really liked that time period too um, when there were more Jedi. And I think this was right after it's kind of based. I mean, obviously this isn't canon, but it seemed to be based, you know, shortly after I think uh, the extinction of the Sith way back, you know, how many hundreds or thousands of years before Yavin. Right. And I just, again, maybe it's because it was more like a samurai movie, but I just really like the fact that, you know, here is this old guy and, Turns out to be a Sith, and he pulls out his two lightsabers, and but they look like sabers, right? Right. They weren't just the you know light poles. No, it looked like right blades. Blades. But I I don't know. I just it really spoke to me in that I don't know. It just really kind of captured the essence of what I feel a master slash Padawan relationship is. So does that right. make sense? No, absolutely. That's what's, I think that is what's great about that. Um, well, it looked very much like, you know, a typical Star Wars to Jedi, but the setting was very, you know, the, the landscape was very Japan feeling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, basically the whole idea of time is what gets everybody. He's like, I only one cause that guy's older. You know, he's losing his power because he's older or whatever. Right. Um, It's very almost Buddhist, which is interesting because the Jedi are based on samurais and Buddhists. They're kind of monks too, right? A little bit. Now, why didn't the, what got me, it would have been much more powerful if if the Padawan died. Because it was, a. I thought he did. So did I. I mean, I thought, holy cow, you know, that went dark. Um so I was wondering how he, he, he unless he did that, uh, clearly he did that to provoke. Looking back, he probably did it to provoke the other Jedi to come fight to to see where he would he would go. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It's kind of that like they've, for lack of a better 
description, the the Jedi looked American. Well, yeah, but the Sith Sith did not, so to speak. The Sith looked like an uh, something you'd see from any of, of of a kung fu movie or something. Yeah, I agree. Like a typical. I did like. I have to admit, the the Master Jedi in this, like as I'm watching, I'm like, I like his voice. It's very calm, very good, but it's kind of a little bit deep. I'm like, who is that? I'm like, is that David Harbour from Stranger Things? And it was. And after seeing that, I want to see David Harbour as a Jedi now. <laughs> a Russian one? No, no. I'm He's kidding. Well, I'm joking. No, that's that's funny. Um, no, I think, you know, with long hair, you know, tied back, like, you know, Qui-Gon or anyone else, any of the other Jedi, I think he... I think David Harbour would pull off a Jedi very well. Well, I did, speaking of voices, I didn't know the actor's name, but I knew it was his voice, and it was uh, James Hong, the elder. If anybody's ever seen Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> God, he must be like 90 years old at this point. <laughs> he's the elder. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, he's 92. I looked it up. Man, that was close. Awesome. That's fantastic! They got him to do that. Yeah, what was the what was the pan? Low pan. Low pan. Yep. <laughs> he was Big low pan. David Low pan. God, that's a good movie. God damn, that's a good movie. Um, see our episode of B movies, which was like what episode? I don't even know what episode we we did the best of the B movies, <laughs> best of the worst, or something. So yeah, good one. Okay, so let's jump back to all right. So we've got that one out of the way, not out of the way, but. Um, let's just go in order now because it'd be easier to follow. What did you, so the one that I was actually looking forward to the most didn't really play out as the way I thought it was going to play out. Uh, and that was the twins. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I get that they, like you said, they gave the studios and the artists carte blanche. And I just did not feel this one. I was. I wanted to. I wanted to. Yeah. So did I. I mean, I thought basically instead of a Death Star, they've got two Star Destroyers with a giant cannon in between. And well, I get that. I mean, yeah. I mean, the weaponry is fine. The, the animation, I like. I thought this was going to be one of the most, you know, brother sister maybe fighting each other, but it was it was over the top. But maybe that's what anime is. So I was given really open to it. Um, you know, clearly they're paying homage back. So it's not trying to be I'm trying not to think of it as if it were in a canon situation. Right. What, what got to me was little things like they're fighting in space. Cool. But then a robot comes out with a helmet on. Yeah. What was what that? Was that? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I just didn't get that a decision. Like, I was like, do they not have to breathe? I, I, I don't know. Which fine. I mean, it was definitely an homage to many, 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 many anime fight scenes where mm-hmm. you know you got the speed lines and yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, massive strikes. But I was like, he's on the tip of an X-wing, yeah, flying through space at I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousand miles per right. hour. Right, dude doesn't have to wear a spacesuit or breathe. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's it's, it's, just, it's anime. It's anime. Suspension of disbelief. But how much can you suspend your disbelief? 
It's just weird. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. It just didn't pull together. Um, I like the drawing. You know, I love I love the way the characters looked. Um, you know, very lanky and tall. You know, that kind of animation style, obviously. But yeah, it was really it was okay. It's okay. Um, but the next one I really dug, the Village Bride. That was a really fun one for me. Very different. I liked it very much. It was very different. It was it was very character driven you know um started off like i'm like what is this about is carrying up is like carrying his bride up to the mountain and it was very much a um felt like a nod back to even world war ii right where we destroyed the area with nuclear yeah. you know and it's kind of and, and this whole idea of the land and the history of the land and, and mm-hmm. ancestry and that kind of thing and I, I just dug it. It was it was something very different. It didn't maybe it felt the least Star Wars of all of them though. Um, you know what I mean? I can see that. Um, until you see, you know, obviously, uh, I don't remember the character's name. I have to look it up on the Wikipedia here. But uh, the one Jedi, the girl. Anyways, she had the mask on, and then yeah. I I have to admit, she had the mask on, and I thought, usually you see a mask, not always, but usually when you right. see a mask, that's a Sith. Right. But then when she takes it off and you see that scar, you're like, right. all right. See, she, she has seen some shit. That's why she wears the mask. So I'm I'm, I'm so looking at the uh, Wikipedia page, which is awesome, because you know who the voice was? You can look it up, but uh, it was... Uh, she's in the boys, Kimiko. Really, in the Village Bride. Mm-hmm. That was when he played the. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Karen. The, uh, the Jedi. Fukuhara. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. But I dug that yeah, one a I, lot. So did I. So did I. It, it, you're right. It's. Well, I'm, you said it was the least Star Wars of them all, but I, uh, I don't know. I, the idea of a uh, crime lord reprogramming uh, battle droids seemed yeah, very that's, Star Wars. That was the that was the the most because yeah. you saw the, you know, Phantom Menace droids basically the, yes. the first era droids in there. Uh, no, it was good. I enjoyed it fully. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I don't remember where I put it off the top of my head. Let me look here. I put it at number five, which is really, like you said, there are some of these that were so close that I could probably interchange them right. easily. But really, when it comes down to it, tattooing Rhapsody was by far the worst, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the 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 end the ends are easy in the middles. Um, so we'll go right into the Ninth Jedi, which I thought was awesome. I really dug it. So did I. So I, did I. I love the whole idea, and like I know this is. Um, Again, don't get into canon. Like this, the whole point of this was everybody's take on it, where you know the Jedi Order is basically gone, and you've got this sabersmith that has been making these lightsabers, and they're called to an area. The Jedi are called to—I uh, don't know, remember the name of the air, area—but they're called to this temple, and then you know, trying to find out why, and they're going to bring all these. And the sabersmith has been contracted by this person or whatever, robot where that's flying around in there. Right. 
Margrave. Yeah, but it was a. You don't know that. Well, Margrave was the one, yes, but you don't know that. Well, the, you know that Margrave called them, but you don't know right. that he is the robot. Exactly. Well, exactly. So, call them up there, and then they all have their lightsabers. And but there's a little speech, I think, if I remember right, that the saber smith says that you know, um, to the it was his daughter that the. Uh, the the color comes from the inside of the Jedi. Basically it's kind of a, not a mood ring, but you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But it's kind of like your chakra or your aura, right? Yeah. Like however which, you are, which I think is kind of interesting. I thought it was an interesting take. Cause you know, it, you know, as it is now, the color of the saber is based on the color of the Kyber, right? Yeah. Except that the Sith, there's there's two stories to the to the red lightsaber. You've got one where like the Sith created a synthetic kyber, and that's why it's red, and they thought it was gonna be better. You know, it was a stronger. And in some cases, I think back in some of the old books, like it was, uh, it was stronger at one point. It was ripping through other st- other lightsabers at one point. Now in new canon, based on the Darth Vader series, you have to have so much hate that you bleed the crystal red. Yes. So it's like overpowering and you bleed it red. So there's two, two, two things there, but this was an interesting take. I thought it's whatever you are, you, you could be, it can, it'll turn as how you are as a person. I don't know the difference between green and blue though. You have to tell me green, right. mean, green means something else in a mood ring. Right. Well, I like that the daughter, when she picked hers up, it's, first, white. it's almost clear, right? Yeah. But then you have that one kid, well, young man, yeah. Jedi, he turns it on and it was, was it blue or green? It was blue. Blue, thank you. But when they but all then, turned theirs on and they're all red, that was awesome. That was a nice twist. It got me. I wasn't thinking about any of that. It got me too. When they turned them all on and they all went red, I was like, oh, they're all Sith. Yeah. Yeah, it got me. I I, I want to know. I would love to see. I would love to know how many people it got, if anyone saw that coming. Yeah, I didn't see. I wasn't even thinking about getting got. You know what I mean? It was just watching this, watching the the story. Yep. But it was really cool. When you look back on it, though, the the, the hint is right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoever wields it, you know, the color is based on, you know, tells you about you, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, once they all went, I was like, oh, man, that was so much foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The writing was there. It was was all It was all there. Really good episode start to finish, you know, and then they move on to the. um, So that, that one's up there for me, for sure. I like that one a lot. Yes. Same here. Um, number six, T-O-B-1, Obi-Wan, Toby one Toby one Toby. This one, man, when I first watched, started watching, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like this, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but definitely got better. And this is what I call the Pinocchio of Star Wars. This was definitely. Oh, 100%. Pinocchio. Um. I mean, from basically a Geppetto looking person. Uh, I did not put him, I did not put together that he was going to be a Jedi to like the last second and basically revealed that. I was like, oh, that guy is the Jedi. I don't know why I didn't pay attention to that like that, but I did. <laughs> um, but I don't know. You tell me your thoughts, then I'll tell you mine. Like, I, I, I didn't expect to like it. I, it's okay. It wasn't my favorite. Um, but I think this, this is a, was, this is a traditional anime thing, though, right? Like the Rocket Boy kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, and that's fine. But yeah, for me, it was the second. 
least favorite episode. Mm -hmm. Like I watched it. I mean, you go from night. So ninth Jedi, it's in there is one of my favorite ones. Then I watch this and then I watch the elder and just right. in comparison, I'm like, uh, I mean, it's fine. You're right. It's, it's very much a Pinocchio slash Astro boy. Astro boy. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it was thinking of. Mega man, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's the artificial boy that wants to be a boy, but how can a robot be a Jedi? Well, I don't know. The Sith said the same thing. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> Or, or the, whatever you call it. Was it a Sith or was it a Watcher? What was, or not a Watcher, but a... Uh, um, oh my gosh. Inquisitor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, yes, you got a Jedi lightsaber battle at the end. That was, that was fine. Like I said, let me just be clear. I didn't hate any of the episodes. And right. Tatooine Rhapsody is definitely by far the worst in my opinion. This one was second, but it's not in the same league as Tatooine Rhapsody. It was, you know, I appreciate the different voices. I liked it for what it was. You're right. It's Star Wars Pinocchio. Right. Now, is a Jedi. It was if fine, you think but- if a little kid that watched Star Wars back in this, the first time it came out and like putting all the stuff on your wall and wanting to be a Jedi and playing around with the sword, like there's a nice little. Oh yeah. I can see that. You know, the little kid part of it. Um, it gets better when you think about it in a different way, but it's definitely not one of my favorite ones, but it was okay. It was, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I thought I was going to hate it. I thought, oh, I don't need cute. Uh, but it per- kind of turned kind of dark because Inquisitor fucking killed everybody. He came out of that. He came like this little kid came out and everybody's dead. I mean, his, his master, so to speak, is dead and robots are shit and everywhere's flying. Like that was a pretty dark moment. It wasn't. Like, oh yeah. Especially for, yeah. A hundred percent agree. So it it was it was better. It ended better than it started, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, so we talked about the elder, which was next, and now we'll go to Lap and Ocho. And again, I thought when this started, "Oh my god, a rabbit! Really? Why don't they just make it green like the Han Solo from the comic books?" The uh, remember that? <laughs> Do you remember the old Star Wars comic book? They had a green, oh, yeah, the green rabbit. The green rabbit. <laughs> I don't know if there was a homage to that or not. Um, but this ended up being a really good too. Um, I kind of, I liked it as I watched it more, it got much better. And this whole idea of family and traditional, like, I don't know if that's a, uh, 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 again, I don't know much Japanese, you know, culture, culture. And, and things like, is, do the, you know, passing on of swords and things. I, I would assume that's a, maybe a, um, uh, I don't know, a ninja thing or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the culture of. Of, of a samurai thing where you pass the swords on to your family. You must, maybe you do. I don't know uh, if, if that's the way it is or not, but the idea of what family is. And I love the animation in this one a lot. Yep. Um, the daughter just trying to do the right thing with making a deal with the empire to like bring prosperity to the planet. Um, I thought it was good. And I mean, the cutting of her hair, not from Padawan, but from, it's almost like cutting that. You're not going to be a Jedi from Padawan unless you're going like, I'm going to cut it for I'm cutting away my family. It's basically what it was. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know. Tell me what, what was your. No, I, I keep saying, yep. Cause I, I think you and I are in almost hundred percent agreement on this one. Uh, initially, like when we saw the, the teaser, I was like, Oh, a rabbit girl. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like you said, maybe it's an homage to the green rabbit from the old comics. But almost immediately, 
uh, I kind of forgot that she was a rabbit girl because it didn't right. matter. Right. Right away, she just became another alien race. And we've seen how many dozens, if not hundreds of those in Star Wars. And it became, yeah, what, it became an examination of, I mean, the old tropes of, you know, man versus nature, you know, how the empire is coming in, polluting everything. But then also the power of family. What do you do? Found family and and exactly what is family, right? You know, is is family who you're blood born and related to, right? Or is family, you know, is family can family be chosen? And the answer is yes, both, right? And and, and you can to make that character ahead. so different than the other ones is what it makes the story stronger. Now you can argue like why a cute rabbit, but um. But it's clearly different. She's diff- diff- not from there. Right. That, she sticks is, out at many levels. Right. Which is the point. Right. And then he decides to choose her, even though his own blood daughter, if you will, she's gone a different way. And he gives the, you know, the honor of the family saber, which, again, when she lights it up, looks like a sword. Right. To his daughter. And it was interesting to me. Again, the dichotomy of what is family and what isn't, because his birth, you know, his blood daughter, um, who's Ocho, right? Yep. She's the one that said, let's bring Lop into this. Let's, she's now a part right. of the family. She can live with us. Right. But then when they have that division, he's like, why would you give her the lightsaber? She's not even your real daughter. Right. How can you say it? It's been seven years. If at, at that point, I, don't, I mean, I don't, once you decide someone's your daughter, your daughter, right? Right. That she's family. Doesn't she's not even your real daughter? Well, like, you, then that kind of just underlines the fact that Ocho doesn't know what family is. Right. So, all and that it, to say, very layered for a quick what 12, 15 minute show. Yeah. It was. This was a deep episode. And I feel like the for it, short it was the imperial guy that that comes out to kind of like force Ocho's hand, you know, was drawn like a typical uh evil Jap Japan Jap uh anime. Yes. Like he was like I have seen other shows like, oh that's clearly you know that's the bad guy. It's like so like a really thin, wide mouth and uh oh, yeah. if if yeah. he had a mustache he would have twirled it. Yeah, he was good though. Um and then the last one, which I, I, I really like this one too, but this is probably the saddest of all of them. Um, for sure, did not end on a happy note. <laughs> I think that's why I liked it. You know me; I like to go dark. No, it was very good. It, it, it was it was awesome. Um, it's just you know it's it's he, it's a Jedi that, that has like these visions of not such a good future. It's almost like saying like you know they they took the idea of Anakin having his visions and not letting you know, someone that he loves die. It's another story of that. And yeah. it's, it seems like no matter what you do in that kind of situation, if you don't let go, you're going to be a Sith. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Well, yeah. And it, you know, this ties into Anakin, this ties into what Yoda told Luke, you know, right. In, in you know, we return or uh, empire strikes back. They warn Luke, you know, we see things, bad things are going to happen to your friends. And if you go, you are going to be tempted by the dark side. And he's like, I can't abandon my friends. Right. Same kind of thing. He, except he's having the visions, you know, 
he knows something horrible is going to happen. And when it comes down to it, he basically sells his soul to save the woman he loves. Right. Right. And he, what he, he also killed the woman that he loves by accident. But yes, but that's the, that's the, this is a true, it's almost like Shakespeare too in here. Oh, hundred percent. You know, uh, really good story. George Takai is in this, you know? Yep. Um, not that that matters, but it's the only one I know. Well, um, (laughs) Subaki, the tortured samurai, that's Henry Golding. I don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. Uh, oh, Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians or Snake he was just Snake Eyes. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that. So. Nor have I. But uh, really good episode. Good. Good. I would say overall, do you? I think this was a successful Star Wars endeavor. Yes. Hundred percent. I put like I said. I'm not going to go through the whole order, but no, uh, Akakiri, right. I think, was my third favorite. And it's really close with The Elder. So this is a, a successful adventure, this whole idea of throwing these things out there. I uh, would watch more. The Mandalorian, successful. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I believe Book of Boba Fett will be, but we had two seasons of Mandalorian. We've got Rogue One, successful. Right, I'm I'm doing all that successes. The trilogy not successful. Get it? Well, what you, what, the question is, I'm, I'm guessing so what is successful because money wise, but that's as much. Well, as much as I loved Rogue One, it did not make the money that either Last Jedi or no, but it didn't make it made double what they thought it was going to do. True, it did. True. It, I did loved it. it did really well. They, like they were they were happy. Okay, it they, didn't they, do they, poor, but it, it didn't do Last Jedi money. No. Um, but they weren't expecting that because it wasn't a sequel. Anyways, the point is I'm right. saying is like, are, do you give Kathleen Kennedy credit for this? Wait, wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you just, I'm, I'm just pulling it one back, one last argument. Like she let this happen. She's a producer. She, she's head of Lucasfilm. Okay, she like, let this happen, but there is less control on this and that she, they basically, it's okay. It's said, fine. It's not about control. You, you, you gotta give. I'm giving her credit. Like, thank you for letting this happen. That's all I I'm can saying. say that. Yeah, I'm not, saying, I'm not giving her no creative credit. Out of this film. Huh? Thank you for letting this happen, Kathleen Kennedy. I still don't watch you at Lucasfilm. Why? <laughs> the stay out of the story is all I want to say. I don't care if you yes. produce it. Now, you, you don't have to leave Lucasfilm. Just keep doing what you're doing. Let things happen. Let the okay, create. Okay, stays out of the story, and yes. Yeah, does like, not let another debacle happen. Like, like Mandalorian, last. she stayed out of that story. Yes, if she stays the fuck away, she can stay. <laughs> stay out of the sense. story. Make shit happen. Stay out of the story. Don't go away. Make shit well, happen. Right. But stay out of the story. So right. trust your creators. Exactly. So, anyways, we've run pretty long in this episode, but it was a lot to talk about because it was nine episodes or eight episodes or whatever. I get. I don't know if there's a season two. I hope there is. I hope there is. But that spinoff book could be interesting. Um, Maybe they can take that Ronin character, make a full animated movie. That'd be cool. Um, I'm I'm cool. I think, you know, whatever they decide to do, if they decide to even just do another experiment like this, I'm in. I enjoyed this. Yeah. I mean, this open-ended stuff, like the Lapanocho had open-ended, the Ninth Jedi's open-ended. I like to see it continue. Like, could there be a second one of each one of these next time? You know, the ones that are open. Even the, the twins ended in a... 
you know, they're both somewhere in the galaxy could get, right. could get better. Um, but I dug it. I'm glad they did this. I'm, I wish they would have done like two episodes at, uh, each week or something. I'm kind of sad it's all over. Cause I did binge it to, cause just because you want to get ahead of it. Cause if you read anything on the internet, you get screwed up anyways, if you don't exactly. Yeah, so you so well just watch them all now. Exactly. So, but, uh, anyways, I think that'll probably do it for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to say on visions? No, good experiment. I would like to see more. Cool. All right, cool. So um, didn't even get into any of uh, trying to get anybody's money, but if you want to help the show out, maybe you can check out our Patreon page. We have a couple new people that joined on this week, so can't thank you enough. My friend Martin, he's out there. Uh, Martin, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, It means a lot to us um, that you contributed to the show. Much, much appreciated. I didn't know we had new uh, patrons, so thank you, Martin. Well, he is the father of a former guest of ours. That's true. So if you want to be on the show, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. 100% kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, go to patreon.com slash kybercast. We have three tiers, a dollar, three dollars, and five dollars. You can check it out there. Um, But if you want to also connect with us on social, Michael will tell you that. Well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Look for us at Kybercast or on Facebook if that's more your jam for when you want to smash that subscription. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You got to uh, smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe, which FYI. So we're talking about Facebook. We have a page and a group at the Kybercast. Apparently on pages, Facebook is going to allow people or allow podcasters such as ourselves put the podcast right there and on their mobile phone they can listen to the podcast that we don't have that yet we just found out today so what if you want to watch our facebook pages watch there we might have our podcast absolutely um the best way to really help the show out though is to you know smash that subscribe button on any of smash. your smash it on any of your podcatchers from apple all the way to Spotify, Amazon, and all that stuff in between that really helps us leave a review. That's the best way as well. And it doesn't cost you a dime. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode. We will catch you next week sometime, hopefully the same time if life goes on normal. (laughs) So (laughs) check us out next week. Until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.